0: Yeah, I'm early. What are you going to do? You're either here already, which, by the way, good to see you, or you're going to be tuning in shortly. In either case, if you're not tuning in live, then you're just going to watch this after the fact, if you watch it at all. So, I'm early. <laughs> what are you going to do? Right, welcome to another Dragonlance Saga review episode. It is me, Sham Guildember the 13th. My name is Adam, and today I'm going to give you my spoiler review of Dragonsword by Riz Sosby. So is B, so is B. Now I will be spoiling this story, so if you don't want to know it, stop watching now. Uh, I <laughs> I would like to take a moment and thank the members of this YouTube channel and invite you to consider becoming a member yourself by visiting the link or clicking the link or, I don't know, exhuming the link from the description below and remind you that you can always pick up Dragonlance Gaming materials using my affiliate link also in the description below. Okay, so if your perspective differs from mine, because I recognize this is just mine, let me know in the comments. Or if you're joining me live, how you doing? Tip of the cap here. (laughs) Uh, Let me know in live chat. And uh, of course, through the course of this, if you have any questions or comments, throw them up there. At the end of it, my uh, pre-written review, I will go through every one of your comments and uh, hopefully we can have a bit of fun discussion on a Thursday evening. (laughs) Because I've got nothing better to do and apparently, Either do you. So, Chris, thanks for doing live. It's always good to see you, man. In the last, homies. You're just trying hard. Trying to get that to take off. Uh, let's see. Minister Mundane. Hello, hello to you. Uh, Michael, thanks for joining live. Always good to see you. Okay. Andrew, of course. It's always great to see you, too. So, here we go. This is, is going to be a tough one. I'm just forewarning you. I'm starting to think this whole new author each book thing is actually kind of brilliant because as the last author forgot to mention the agus, which is now the sword, the new author picked it up immediately. However, now Sindri isn't magical at all. This series is so inconsistent as to be maddening. We pick up with a flashback to 1780 Pre-Cataclius where Asvoria is facing off against her one-time lover Captain Viranesh. She's decimated his armies of it, her foes, but lost hers in turn. Vireness ends up slaying Asvoria as she slays him, and as she's dying, she passes her soul into the tapestry. Then we flash forward to just after the last book, and Davin is interrogating Madoc. It seems Madoc lost his magic in Asvoria's assault, and is now asking Davin to kill him, for without magic, he is nothing. They get out of him that Asvoria is probably traveling to her old summer home called Navar in northern Salamnia. Its location was erased over time, and as her corpse was interred there, her followers buried themselves inside the keep to keep the secret safe. The ranger accidentally discovered the tomb and was rescued after being trapped inside. Madoc placed an enchantment on it to protect the secrets until he could discover them. Now that Asvory is back, Madoc refuses to give any specifics, claiming not to know the location. The companions travel to a gnome bard in Ravenscar named Godwin Elfbearer. He reluctantly gives them information about the tomb, as he is the one who's kept the ranger's information on where it's located and a rudimentary map he made of the inside of it. The companions pay for a copy and begin traveling north. As the others are getting the map, however, Sindri is watching Madoc and makes him a proposition to have Madoc teach him magic so that he can pass the test of high sorcery. And if he does, Sindri will let Madoc loose and try to get him his magic back. Now, this seems crazy and pointless. As for the last two books, Sindri had magic from the Ghost Dragon, but now apparently he has none. This is ridiculous. So Madoc makes series uh, Sindiri... S- Sindri swear an oath not to mention it to anyone, and he decides to teach him. So, it, okay, so again, Maddox supposedly doesn't have any magic, so he's gonna be teaching him what exactly? The words and manipulating of your fingers? Like, Okay, so as everyone travels to Navarre together, Davin takes them to a route with a bunch of poisonous lizard lynx creatures to find out if Maddox did indeed lose his magic. When everyone nearly dies, including Maddox, Davin's finally convinced that he is in fact powerless. Asvorya sends Ophian, the shapechanger, to stop or slow the companions from getting to her tomb and sends out her undead griffin to collect others willing to serve her. Just a side note, this is the last we even hear of this offhanded reference about the undead griffin going to collect other helpers, so I assume it comes in the next book, but who knows? Then she summons creatures to hinder the companions. The companions find the entrance to Esvoria's summer home, and upon entering, realize it's much larger than ever anticipated. They continue in, deeper into a vast audience chamber, when Elidor discovers a trap. It's a trap! (laughs) He goes off to investigate it as Madoc and Catriona have a heart-to-heart discussion, where Madoc actually convinces Cat to swear to protect him, and she almost does! Now, Madoc has Sindri, and almost Catriona. It seems he will eventually turn them all against Davin, but then Elidor shows up. It turns out that if the trap is triggered, it will drop the entire ceiling on top of everyone. But to clear the trap, two people have to carefully navigate the room on either side and turn two keys at the far end at the exact same time from across the room. Elidor prepped them and Sindri and Madoc moved to one of the keys as Elidor went to the other. Just then, the shadows that Asvorius summoned attack them, and the companions have no way of defeating them, outside of warding them away with their lantern. The shadows freeze Sindri's fingers so he can't turn the key, and Madoc tells Sindri the spell of Fireball, and Sindri casts it. So apparently, he does still have magic, and you no longer have to memorize spells in order to cast them. What? So the fireball destroys the shadows as they turn the key, but Sindri's fingers are frozen from the shadows, so he can't turn his, and the ceiling collapses on them anyway. Everyone thinks Davin is killed, but he ends up surviving, and rather than working their way to the other side in order to help Elidor, they all decide to hurry to stop Asvoria, who obviously knows that they are there. They move deeper into the area and come to a library with so much rare knowledge, Madoc is taken aback. There's even an essay from Fiston It doesn't say what it's about, but I'm assuming... I don't know how to tie your laces most effectively. Probably. They discover a palantir and actually break it, thanks to Sindri being a kender, and it unleashes a mist creature that seems to know and dislike Madoc. Meanwhile, Elidor uncovers himself from the rubber, rubble and <laughs> rubble rubble, and discovers a way to the outside. He comes across Davin. Yeah. So this must be the shapechanger Ophion posing as Davin, and they travel into a valley outside. Why didn’t they travel or try to get back to Esvoria’s lair with the other companions? I have no idea. But they come to a hidden town that Elidor actually used to live in. How convenient. It's called Tarrant, and Davin and Elidor are arrested immediately for murdering the Baron of the town, even though they just arrived to it. So apparently, Elidor has a bad history with this town, and they know him to be a thief and suspect him of being a murderer as well. After investigating the murder to prove their innocence, they determine it was the Seneschal's son who killed the Baron and is about to kill the Baroness as Elidor and Davin catch up with him. I'm glossing over a large love story, like C story, that has no bearing on anything. They just decided to throw it in there. But if you want to read it, read the book. There is a portal in this town which leads to Asvoria's tomb because the residents of this town are the descendants of the slaves that were meant to die in Asvoria's tomb, but escaped through the portal to the town. A single traitor has been handing down their fealty to Asvoria and their descendants till the portal opened with Ophion coming through it. Now the boy is about to kill the Baroness. The companions are talking with the Mist, which was trapped by Asvoria centuries before, and now that it's free, it opens the door to Asvoria's tombs for the companions by way of saying thanks, but demands it has to kill Madoc as he is evil and the Mist is a guardian of good. When Sindri and Catriona step in to stop it from killing Madoc, it attacks them and even Davin when he moves to protect them. Sindri ends up summoning a painting from Madoc's keep which was enchanted and traps the viewer and they trap the Guardian that way, so apparently Sindri IS magical again. Asvoria tries to enter her tomb to collect the Aegis but is stopped by the magical ward Madoc placed on it years ago. She's not strong enough to break the spell, so she decides to wait for them to open it for her. So she defeated Madoc and stole his magic, but she cannot dispel a spell that he placed on her own tomb. Even though she has the Daystar, which is that necklace. Okay. then. Oh wait, no, she doesn't, because they stole it. Then she will come in and uh, after them, after they opened it, and end up killing him. So, it turns out, I was wrong. Davin was with Elidor the whole time, while Ophion was with the companions, posing as Davin. He lets them all go to sleep so he could take watch, and he ends up stealing the Daystar from Sindri's bags and brings it to Asvoria. She then uses it to drop Madoc's shield and enters the tomb. Elidor stops the last priest of Asvoria from killing Baroness Vale, and she lets them through the portal. So Davin and Elidor enter through the portal from Tarrant into Navarre. Catriona and Sindri ran ahead, realizing that they had been duped, and entered the labyrinthine corridors of the tomb. Davin and Elidor split up to try to meet them, and Davin arrives to Sindri. Well, when he arrives to Sindri, Cat attacks him, believing him once again to be Ophian in disguise they battle with Davin nearly dying when Elidor stepped into the room and clarified that it was the real Davin and Opian had taken Madoc to Asvoria. With Asvoria dead and entombed in the tapestry when her tomb was built, she had no idea where the slaves hid the aegis, but Madoc does know. So she's trying to get the information out of him as the companions show up. Madoc refuses to tell her, so she attacks him with lightning, much like Senator Palpatine attacked Mace Windu with force lightning. At least that's what was in my mind. The companions all rush in to confront Asvoria, and Ophion reveals himself from the guise of Eldor and forces them all to drop their weapons. Madoc promises to help Asvoria get the Aegis, though he doesn't know the exact key, and Catriona helps him to the panel. Madoc says he will trip the trap and destroy himself and Asivoria, while Catriona swears fealty to Madoc in order to stop him from doing this, and returns to Davin, forcing Davin to give Madoc the key in order to open the uh, Aegis. While she has to swear the oath, or why she has to swear the oath is completely lost on me, it never explains why, maybe in the next book. Madoc opens the container and throws the Aegis to Catriona. Asvorius summons snakes and enlarges one of them, which Davin face off, faces off against. The true Eldor shows up and attacks Ophian. Madoc is near death, just laying there. Sindri grapples with Asvorio when he attempted, uh, when his attempt at casting a spell failed, so apparently he's not magic. She throws him to the ground and focuses on Catriona. Sindri tells Madoc that the spell he taught him failed and begs him to teach him the last half of the spell which madoc reveals was why it failed weird you'd only teach someone half a spell (laughs) so uh as it's an evil spell madoc warns Sindri he shouldn't teach him but he already taught him half of it so why is he bringing it up now i don't know never explains it stupid as shit just like this book but Sindri says he doesn't care if it's an evil spell, even though he's a good kender. He just wants to cast a spell to defeat Asvoria or at least help his friends. Davin kills the snake, turns toward Asvoria as well. And this is the other thing. Hold on, I gotta I gotta stop for a second. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what alignment you are, you can just cast whatever spell you want with no training at all, as long as there is a former wizard there to say, this is what you say, and this is how you do your hands. And that's all you need. So why is there a Wizards of High Sorcery? I don't know. Why are there Moons of Magic? I don't know. Is this on Crin? I don't know. What the fuck? Oh, sorry. What the hell? Davin ends up killing the snake, turns toward Asvoria as well, but is shocked as she grabs his chest Temple of Doom style, trying to rip his heart out, telling Catriona to give her the sword, or Davin will die. Elidor throws a dagger at Asvorri's back, and Vori ends up casting a spell of life-essence transfer from Davin and Elidor to herself, healing herself. Elidor drops to the ground as Ophian bashes him on the head with a mace. Davin's near death as Madoc and Sindri cast a spell which destroys the Aegis. Vori is weakened, and Sindri handles uh, the Daystar away from her, and the Aegis is destroyed. So, Niara can take control in just this little moment. She ends up throwing herself down a well, pleading with everyone to run away. Very Gandalf, Lord of the Rings style. Run, you fools, or fly, you fools. Ophian sprouts wings and jumps in after her. Madoc demands that everyone needs to get out of here. He's dying, and he will only slow them down. They know Asvoria will return angrier than she is even now, so they end up fleeing. And Madoc walks over and collects up the pieces of the Daystar and sees Elidor is slowly breathing, so he's not quite dead yet. He casts a spell to teleport them away. And this is where the story ends. Sindri may or may not have magic. Or it was all magic. Uh, Madoc doing it the whole time and lying about not having magic. When was the last time you guys... (laughs) Where did I leave off? (laughs) Because I'm obviously uh, having a problem with the internet here. I'm going to have to back up. I don't know when this is this, uh, locked up. Can you guys hear me? Can you let me know if you can see or hear me? This is very strange. I just got a warning here. Let's see here. Okay. It looks like I'm back. Now you can hear me. I'm going to back up a little bit. Because I don't know if it cut out or anything. So, Asvoria is weakened as Sindri handles the Daystar away from her, and the Aegis is destroyed so Nayara can take control for a moment. She ends up throwing herself down a well, pleading with everyone to run. Ophion sprouts wings and jumps in after her. Madoc demands everyone leave as he's dying and will only slow them down. They know Asvori will return anger, so they flee, and Madoc collects up the pieces of the Daystar and sees that Elidor is slowly breathing. He casts a spell to teleport them away, and this is where it all ends. Sindri may or may not have magic, or it was all Madoc doing it as he lied about not having him as magic in the first place. Elidor may be dead, but probably isn't. Catriona swore fealty to Madoc for some insane reason, as Sindri was learning magic from him the whole time. Davin is devastated that Niara is probably gone for good, and they all failed again. Why they don't reach out to adults? Actual heroes? I will never know, but this story is getting convoluted and ridiculous. Everything given to them is taken away or teased to never have been taken. Magic? No? Who cares? Daystar? Agus? Who cares? Asvori is incompetent without the two artifacts, it seems, and Madoc is the same liar he always was, using the companions to get the Daystar. I had a good time with portions of this novel, but I found myself forcing my mind to focus on the story. I am losing my desire quickly to care about any of this, because it's all so wishy-washy with no actual consequences and no seeming uh, ties to Dragonlance at all. Whenever someone dies, they're brought back. When the good guys win, they actually lose. When the bad guys are near winning, they lose only to turn the tables again. When everyone would, uh, why everyone, I'm sorry, why anyone would sit through this entire eight novel story arc of this new adventures is beyond me. They have to either be masochists or have a Dragonlance YouTube channel like me. I would not recommend reading this as it's the beginning of the second four-story arc, and after the first story arc, you should have known better to put the books down. There are so many better Dragonlance books out there that actually feel like Dragonlance, unlike this series. Do yourselves a favor and read those instead. So that is my review of this book. So let's see what you guys have. Uh, You filed for a patent in the last homies? (laughs) Yeah, keep going, man. (laughs) um let's see looking forward to the live dragonlance gameplay next week next week michael uh you're interested in making characters from cards new to you <laughs> yeah Fireball's the official spell of dragonlance another spell seems to be used half as much seems very true actually let's see uh or a good lightning bolt yeah that's true we got both of those in this um watch out Fizzbands casting a lightning spell <laughs> let's see it's so problematic when good and evil are dictated by narratives like this Uh, You want a character where the alignment is me and it for myself and damn the rest. Remember your brother said Dragonlance, evil is evil, but not as evil as good. (laughs) That's pretty great to you, man. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for joining live, by the way. You still find it funny how the authors do not seem to talk before writing the new book? It's unbelievable. Or they do, and they just say, hey, I forgot about this story beat that I started. Can you please pick up on it in your book? Very very weird, it, it it doesn't make any sense at all. This whole series is just a a continuous down spiral of what? Um, let's see. You still find it funny how the okay. So the best part of the book are the classic red dragon of Crin mini silhouettes on the cover. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That is the best part of the book. Dragonlance has been cursed since the end of the 1980s. Sadly, I don't know. I I liked um. 2nd edition, which was the 90s. I actually didn't mind Sog at all, which was the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, 3rd edition, I didn't really like the system very well. And so I would agree that it's a bit cursed. Though we did get the best Dragonlance source books in 3rd edition. So I can't really complain there. Um, 5th edition, they're probably going to shit the bed. But I'm going to give them a chance. And I'm hoping it's not as bad as I fear it will be. Because what I fear what they're doing with Dragonlance in 5th edition... Is what this new adventure story did with Dragonlance. They just threw in names and locations. But the rules of the world don't matter. It's just insane to me. That's what makes Dragonlance Dragonlance. Three moons that are gods. That run all of magic. There's an order of high sorcery that protects magic. If you're a renegade, you're killed if you're over third level. Like there's a a level cap for people because if you're too powerful, you don't belong in Dragonlands. Like there's just things that bind this campaign world together. As soon as you start stripping them away, it's no longer Dragonlands. It's just random prime material world. Okay, what else? Uh, the first got Dragons on Twilight, it was the cover that caught your eye. Oh, for sure. Reminds you, of cinematic cutscenes for some Star Wars games are far superior to what appears in some of the movies. Just like the games, yeah. Straight up. Um, let's see. It was just 10 seconds break. Okay, good. Team At Dragons of Deceit started a new trilogy. Of the original authors is great. If you like the early trilogies, hopefully you like that. Yeah, same. You respect my dedication to finish the series. I'm not making a promise that I will finish the series. I have one more book that I've actually bought and paid for. And then, and I'll read that because I paid for it, but the last two books in this particular, um, uh, four story arc, I'm not sure I'm going to put myself through it. I, I was struggling through this one. The inconsistencies are driving me insane. Like just as for comparison between each of these books, I read other books. You know, so I'll read one book and then read a totally different book unrelated. I just um, am finishing the Chronicles of Prydain because I never read them before. They're also young reader books. So I'm like burning through them pretty quickly. But it's infinitely better than this. Like way better. And it's hugely flawed. So I don't know, man. I, for people who love this, if you're watching this at some point, please let me know in the comments why. Why you like them. I don't get it. I, I, it, it's it's beyond me well, I, why would you not follow the rules of the world like it's ridiculous the whole time Asvori is making fun of the Kender for thinking he's magic because Kender are not allowed to have magic because no wizard in their right mind would give a Kender the right to take the test of high sorcery because they would be the worst thing to ever mix with magic and yet, sometimes Sindri is magical because of the, I don't know, the bad breath the dragon dropped in his face. Or, he's not magical, but he can still do magical things. It's just so wishy-washy and crazy, it drives me nuts. Um, let's see. Uh, you really want to get the new books? The new book? Oh, you haven't read it yet? You should. It's good. Uh, even if you don't like it, it's still Mark Weiss, Tracy Dragon Dragonlance, you know? And that's nice. And there's some connections that if you like old school Dragonlance, you'll Probably enjoy the connections. Um, <clears throat> I will say uh, there are other books that I really desperately want to get back to, not the new adventure books in Dragonlance. Like I, I, I own Dragonlance books that I have yet to read, actually. And then there's trilogies that I'd love to go revisit, like the King Priest trilogy, the the Kinslayer War trilogy, Dwarfgate Wars, and stuff like that. Like there are genuinely great. Fantasy trilogies in Dragonlance and I just I can't believe that this is nowhere near that good Just nowhere even in the same ballpark uh, Third edition was product of the 90s The second was product of the 80s um, I mean that's the tail end 89 uh, let's See You're right. That is just the game system. You had a good time with Ballersgate, Gate So you're curious if a candor took the test of high sorcery, they would steal all the spell components yeah, it would just be like Tasselhoff unleashed in there. He would just be grabbing rings and bracelets and scrolls. It's just It would be insane. Anyway, gameplay looks so fun. Um, you should... Wait, what? Michelle, look forward to old style D&D with Baldur's Gate 3 game. Is that a new game coming out? to let me know in the comments. Okay, well that is it. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this review. Uh, some some are better than others. Like the fact is, is if I'm really invested in the story, I want to spend more time explaining it and getting into it. In this particular case, I'm getting very frustrated with the story. So obviously, I'm. You can tell. So um, I don't know. I don't know. I'll read the next one because I bought it. I don't know if I'll finish out this series. It it hurts my soul. <laughs> it hurts. All right, that is it for my review of Dragon Sword by Ree Sosby. What did you think about the fifth uh, novel in the New Adventure series? Do you have a favorite part of the novel? You can always email me at info at DLSaga.com or comment below. YouTube just came out with these things called handles, which every social media platform has had forever. So mine is at DLSaga if you ever wanted to connect me with anything that you guys are talking about. I would like to take a moment to remind you to subscribe to this YouTube channel. Ring the bell and get notified about upcoming videos, and click the stupid like button. I know everyone hates saying it; you feel stupid saying it. It's tried as hell, but it does actually help if you do it. So, do it. Thanks. Uh, this channel is all about celebrating the wonderful world of the Dragonland saga. Some of it's not so wonderful. Most of it is. Uh, and I thank you for joining me in the celebration. Thanks for watching. This has been Adam with Dragonlance Saga. And until next time, Slanjava!